Hello, and welcome to the Four Color Nerds Cut the Cord podcast, episode three. I'm Hannah, and I'm joined by some other streaming media nerds, Tim. Hey! Ryan. Hello. And Carrie. Hey! Each week, we gather here to find a great show to watch from the often overwhelming variety of shows to choose from. We review the prior week's selection. Then, we pick a new show and do it all over again. This is a review show, so there will be spoilers. This week's show is Voltron Legendary Defender Season 1. Woohoo! Yes, we've been excited about it. <laughs> the opening theme is composed by Alexander Garingas, so let's take a listen. Bombastic, isn't it? It's fun. It's almost kind of like Indiana Jones. Yeah, I can see that. There's lots of French like Indiana Jones anime. Bum, 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 yes. Bum, bum, yes. Bum. The executive producers for the show this season are Joaquin de los Santos and Lauren Montgomery. The production companies were DreamWorks Animation, World Events Productions, and Studio Mir. It's distributed by Netflix. And Voltron Legendary Defender is starring Steven Yuen as Keith, Jeremy Shada as Lance, Bex Taylor Klaus as Pidge, Josh Keaton as Shiro, Taylor Labine as Hunk, Kimberly Brooks as Princess Allura, and Roos Darby as Koran. So what did you guys think? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I was expecting super cool cat robots to fight evil aliens, and I got yes. that. But I also got good story, good character yes. development, emotional stakes, realistic outcome. I thought it was far better than it needed to be. I had a hard time stopping at the end of season one, but I didn't want to get too much information in my brain to try and siphon through. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I had a hard time. Pleasantly surprised by just how good this show was. <laughs> I mean, I know I not nominated it and all but you know it's a kids show i think the first time i tried watching it i wasn't really paying attention so i was just like meh this time i was like okay i'm reviewing this so i watched it and was very happy with it i was a little worried because i went back and watched cartoons from when i was a kid like the old dungeons and dragons cartoon or gi joe or transformers or whatever and to be honest my memory of them is better than they actually are because when i was six or seven I had no basis for comparison. You were fascinated. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It was very little competition. But this is good. Objectively good. Yeah, the fight scenes are great. You have five cats coming together. Five robot cats coming together to make a giant robot man. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Spoiler <laughs> <Butler> alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I just ruined Voltron for you. I'm still a little weirded out. The hands and feet are heads of cats. It's a little wrong to me. That is a little strange. Kind of freaks me out, but I got over it during the fights. I appreciated that each Mm -hmm. pilot is distinct. Yes. 
Yeah, they have very strong personalities mm-hmm. and unique storyline. I did not IMDb this at all. I didn't even really look up any previews, anything. I just went in blind just to see how much I would enjoy it. And I just today, when we sat down to get ready to do this cast, I just was pleasantly and happily surprised to see that Glenn is Keith. Did not catch it the whole season long. Wait, who's Glenn? Glenn from The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Yeah, he was kind of... So I took notes on all of the characters. Do you want to hear my very insightful notes? Sure. Let's hear your analysis. Absolutely. So Hunk is the fat engineer character. And he also reminded me a lot of one of the characters from Legend of Korra, Bolin. So he's just that kind of goofy, sidekicky guy. And he, I don't know, he bumps into things a lot. He just crashes through things. And that's what his cat does. Lance is the cocky asshole, kind of the Zuko character. Lance is the cocky one. Lance is more of a womanizer. Yeah, Lance is definitely the womanizer and constantly hitting on every single female. With gleaming smile, always has the answer, and it's usually the answer for him. Yes, it's the answer for him. Pidge is the nerd child. I'm not going to go too far into it, but there was a little bit of a surprise with Pidge about four or five episodes in that I I liked it. I liked it a lot. We can talk about that in a minute. I liked how they handled it. Mm. A nice twist. Very nice twist. I liked how they handled it. We'll talk about it. So Pidge is nerd child. Shiro is Hot leader, V-Wise, dad kid. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my notes on Shiro. And then Keith is naughty hot guy emotionally disturbed. I don't know. I think I come from the flip uh-huh. side of this. I watched Ultron yeah. as a kid and maybe it's just the purest in me. And I know that they have all distinct backgrounds, but they did in the original as well. Certain changes with certain characters kind of irked me a little, I guess you could say. With Honk, he used to be very muscular. He was like walking into yeah. a bodybuilder and he crashed through things. They just made him yeah. overweight. And to me, it was wrong because rather than bringing in a more positive role model they just brought in the overweight guy and then they made him the joke i was not okay with it yeah they made him the clown that part bothered me too always throwing up always having a hard time i think they do make him heroic i mean Alora says to him as the leg of voltron you support and uplift your team with your spirit and he is kind of the almost like the moral compass of the team when he encounters those rock people he insists they go back but he was always the moral compass even in the original. It's true. To do the right thing, the moral compass, yes. And did they have to make him overweight? Couldn't they have kept overall the looks of all the characters remain the oh, same from the original? The guy. Except for Pidge. Pidge was dramatically different in looks. They made him the goofy fat guy trope. That's like a really painful trope for us fat people. So I get it. I get it. I can definitely see where you're kind of coming from. Like with Pidge, Pidge was very muscular, very into martial art. And yes, I realize now instead of being a boy, he's a girl. Spoiler alert. Boom! Sorry, that was a spoiler. (laughs) That was my bad. Boom goes the dynamite. (laughs) I think I would have been more okay with having, like, yay, fat representation in the show if he wasn't so bumbling all the time. Like, if he was still really strong. I mean, he could have been chubby, but strong and less like, herp-a-derp, I fell down and I eat a lot and I'm obsessed with food. Exactly. I, I get what you're saying, but kids find people who fall down and bump into things hilarious. I'm using, and this is a kid's absolutely. show. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but that's... What about the fat kids, guys? 
<laughs> you don't want to leave him out. I mean, everyone needs a good example. Speaking as a fat nerd, I appreciate Hunk that he's able to show a heroic side, that he is more... Yes. I think you guys are seeing guess- him just as the bumbling oaf, and I see him as more than that. They took away his muscle and his strength. They kind of played it for laughs. You think muscles make you strong? Yeah, they played it for laughs. That, I think, is where my issue is. Muscles, like, literally make you strong, but uh, not, not morally or... <laughs> I was I was thinking more like the Yoda sense of. <laughs> I get you, yeah, absolutely, not not internally, but externally, I'm almost completely. Literally, what makes you strong? Literally, what makes you strong? Boom! Drop some science in the Voltron episode. You kind of mentioned kids, so I guess it's probably a good yeah. time to start talking. About I was that. so pleased with how they kind of handled all of the characters' reactions to everything. That's what I was most impressed with. Pidge comes out as a girl and everybody is fine with it. And for the most part, they don't change how they treat her. It would have been super gross if Lance started hitting on her all of a sudden. Yeah. I agree. The way with all of that came out was nicely done. Yeah, it was very nicely done. It was kind of like a really positive coming out story-ish. It wasn't at all a coming out story. She yes, had gone, she yeah. had gone in undercover. She had changed her looks as a. She doesn't identify a as a boy. Yeah, it wasn't a gender identity thing. That was not a good way to put that. I think the parallel was there, though. Kind of like how you would hope that somebody would react when you're like, "Oh, I'm this about my identity," and people are like, "Okay, cool. Can you do that thing I asked you to do now, please?" Yeah, we already could kind of tell, and I didn't yeah. care. So moving on. Well, I like when. Koran was like, oh, yeah. we were supposed to think you were a boy? I didn't even know. That was that. kind of, that was pretty great. <laughs> Coolest Allura with her very strict gender roles was a funny thing too. Pidge was hard for me. I would have liked if they had brought in a separate character. Pidge was muscular into martial art. The story and how they did it was very nicely done. She could have still been a martial arts master. They pigeonholed Pidge, I guess I, is what you I have say. to disagree with you. I think Pidge is one of the stronger warriors on the team. She's the arm of Voltron. She's what attacks. I can see that, but I can also see the turning the trope on its head kind of thing. The bridge part is missing. Now Pidge is just the mind, and you've lopped off a whole section of Pidge. I think they pigeonholed all of them in a way, though. I really feel like all of the characters kind of had much more set, much more singular roles than they did in the original. In addition to all the good character development we've been talking about and the action we've kind of talked about, I thought that it did a really good job of blending the serious aspects with the freaking adorable, like the little mice and the little village of people that they find. Right. You have that contrasted with the consequences of war. I enjoyed that. Yes, consequences of failure. Like, I like that there are consequences. I saw missing consequences on that village, though. It seemed like here it is laid waste and now poof. It's all back. In one of the battles, they're in some major doo-doo, and then all of a sudden, they're back on the castle ship, and they're like, okay, let's go. And I was like, wait a second. Literally 10 seconds ago, you were inside the ship freaking out, and then all of a sudden, so-and-so got back to their lion, and we're all good now. Like, how did you get back to the lion? Because that was kind of a big deal, and then that just got glossed over. So I think it kind of suffers from a little bit of that. 
that and maybe they ended up editing out some of the in-between stuff <laughs> in post or something like that. The storyboard got dropped or something. I also really appreciated the storyline with Princess Allura and her father and having to move forward yeah. and let go of the past. I really I liked that. I thought that was well handled. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that. I like that as well. Allura's a little stuffy and then suddenly she's like, oh, by the way, I'm a total badass. <laughs> Shape changer. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Shape changer and is really freakishly strong. <laughs> I wanted to see more of that. I, I, to happen. I wanted to see more of it. But again, stopped at season one. I'm sure we'll get a little, more, a little more taste of that as it goes on. I mean, it does kind of suffer from a couple of those like plot jumps. Like suddenly we are a team and Alora's spoken with you guys for 30 seconds, but she knows so much about your personality and which lion. <laughs> As a remake of an 80s show, they had a training montage, and that's good enough to now make them an effective team. That whole episode that was like a training montage. Boom, instant team. Yeah. They totally had a training montage. They actually did a good job between the episodes of showing them being absolute bumbling, incompetent pilots to actually learning and using strategies and learning how to use their ships, their lions, to do what they needed to do. It was kind of cool to watch them grow as pilots instead of just being, I don't know, I don't remember that. I'm sure that there was the first few episodes the original series where they were learning how to do it but I don't remember that because I was a kid but I do remember from this was seeing them grow and in their abilities and having those abilities show in the battle they would do better and they would they would do things that you wouldn't expect from the previous battle yeah. or the one at the very beginning but like how autonomous are the cats or the lions I keep calling them cats like they can kind of fight on their own but then also people have control over them I don't know these are just things I think about it keeps me up at night y'all oh my god I think each lion clearly has its own motivation and desires and abilities. And why do they have to grunt when they're piloting them? Why is it so necessary? Are you in pain? Yeah. Oh, there's so much grunting. There's so much there's grunting. There's a lot of grunting. Less than Dragon Ball Z, but it does kind of have that Dragon Ball Z. There's a lot of <laughs> happening. So if you don't like grunting, this is not the show for you. They grunt when they take damage and when they're using their strength to move the cats. Fighting tractor beams, trying to get back off of the ground. What kind of energy do these things run off of? Is there fuel or does it run off of the power of friendship and heart? Don't they use the stuff from the Balmura? How is this 10,000 year old technology still besting all of these? It must be really great. It must be something amazing. <laughs> See, I'm thinking about this too hard because it's a kid's show. Totally overthinking it. But I'm finding myself picking up plot holes and I'm thinking to myself, you just need to stop and enjoy this. Do kind of enjoy doing that with kids cartoons because it makes it bearable sometimes when you have to watch them over and over with children you're like oh, okay yeah 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 yeah. i'm gonna joke about this with my co-parent or whatever but i don't know i've learned a thing right. from the first episode is anytime somebody says my life's work will be complete it means you're about to die <laughs> or your creation is going to be a horrible monster speaking of kids as adults we watched it we have our opinion but did anyone actually show this to children i know we did my daughter watched the last four episodes with me and I actually took a photograph of her watching it because she's a very intelligent girl. She's six years old and she's probably very intelligent to me. You can tell me places we've been as we pass them weeks, months later. She's just, she's a really smart girl. Yeah, I know. I'm her dad. So obviously I'm going to say that. Nonetheless, she was enthralled to the point where at one point her mouth was agape and she does not <laughs> do 
do that. That's good. <laughs> she was really enjoying it. Yeah, I think my nephews would enjoy this show. When I was trying to convince the kid to watch the show, he was like, oh, I don't know. I really like Power Rangers, and this seems like a Power Rangers ripoff. And then like two days later, I was like, uh, so did you watch Voltron? And he's like, yes, it's awesome. He watched both seasons. Oh, nice. nice. He couldn't stop. (laughs) As a kid, I totally thought Voltron and the Power Rangers were the same thing. When I was a kid and I watched Voltron, I didn't watch it in order and not super often. I don't think I have a super strong recollection of it other than cat robots are awesome. They make a big robot and they have a sword. Yes. That's what I knew as a kid. Power Rangers is actually what made me go back and watch other kids shows because I was like, Power Rangers is horrible. And then someone was like, Power Rangers is no worse than what you you liked as a kid go back and watch oh, yeah. an episode of something you liked as a kid so we went back like, and watched thundercats and i was oh, like my oh my god, god this is a piece of shit <laughs> kids cartoons have gotten a lot deeper like avatar for yes. yeah. steven universe <laughs> so because voltron is greater than science can explain Ten thousand years old Voltron, the show, is greater than the sum of the five cats that make it up. It's five cats that make it up. (laughs) I left the uh, show asking myself, aren't we really all just the sum of five cats? (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) That's deep. deep. I I like like it. it, I'm going to give it four paladins out of five. I'll give it four and a half. Let's form Voltron. (laughs) Five Voltrons if you have kids. I'm going to go with four and a half. Oh my god, Glenn's still alive. <laughs> oh, spoiler. I'm gonna go with three and a half nana nana woo woos. <laughs> and probably a four and a half if you have kids. Yeah, I would give it Absolutely. a five if I was below the age of I'll be watching season two with my daughter. (laughs) Awesome. So watch it. Watch it with your kids. It's great. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. That's why we watch TV shows and marathon them. Every week, we each bring a show to consider watching. We each vote for a show and we cannot vote for our own show. The show with the most votes is our next show to play and review. So I am going to start this off by nominating the Santa Clarita Diet. It's on Netflix. It's pretty bizarre. It stars Drew Barrymore who is a cannibal and her husband. They live in the Santa Clarita suburb and they're pretty boring except Drew Barrymore develops a zombie-like taste for human flesh. So things get really violent and they have to deal with this as a couple as her husband decides to kind of go along with this and become a total zombie enabler. Couple plays together, <laughs> stays together. Yep, basically. So it's kind of completely nutto, <laughs> but you know, it's supposed to be a black comedy and supposed to be really enjoyable. So that's where I'm going to go. I think I'm going to recommend a show from Amazon, which is Z, the beginning of everything, which is about Zelda Fitzgerald. So it's kind of in the same theme as like the Great Gatsby and in that 
time mm-hmm. period. And it's supposed to be a really strong like character development, lots of sex, and it just looks interesting to me. Both that you've mentioned so far were on my list, so there are no losers here for me today. It's fantastic. Okay, Tim, what's your nom? Uh, you know what? I was going to throw back down the gauntlet of Sneaky Pete because I've been seeing so many fantastic reviews of it, and then I, again, do think Giovanni Ribisi will probably kill it, but since I brought up HBO Go, and while we were talking, I remembered that there was a series from them that came out what is this, February, oh, two months ago, that I did really want to watch, and I'd never gotten down and into it before, but it was really good. It was interesting to me. I liked the way that it was laid out. I enjoyed the first movie, and it's got a fantastic cast and a lot of good, uh, great executive producers. So my nomination is HBO Go, Westworld, the series. Oh. It's got Evan Rachel Wood, so Jeffrey good. Wright, Ed Harris. Yes. Have you guys seen it? I haven't yes. seen it. Yes. Nope. It's right up there with Stranger Things, in my opinion. It's got huge, huge, big ratings on most of those sites that you go to read about it, but I haven't really watched any previews because I was thinking if we're going to do it, I would have wanted to watch it from the beginning, but I have not. I have not seen it. So it uh, sounds like you guys are familiar. I'm going to read just a very brief description anyway. It says, A Western-themed, futuristic theme park populated with artificial intelligence allows high-paying guests to live out their fantasies with no consequences or retaliations from the Android hosts. Until now. Oh, yeah. That's mine. Okay, I guess that leaves me. I'm going to, once again, suggest the Shadowhunters, a group of Nephilim who fight uh, demons and hide it from the mundanes. You follow through her introduction into finding out about her missing past that her mother's kept hidden from her. There's amazing special effects, very movie quality, very diverse cast, extremely well done storylines, and it gives everybody a chance to shine based off of a book series, and still is pretty close to the book, but it changes a few things to make more sense for a TV show. So, that's mine. Shadowhunters. I'm gonna go with the the beginning of everything. Alright. I will go with Santa Clarita Diet. I really Westworld is amazing. I've seen Westworld though. I haven't seen Santa Clarita Diet. So zombie Drew Barrymore. I'm down. Yeah, it looks hilarious. I am conflicted, honestly, because I was going to vote for Shadowhunters, but that would make it a possible four way tie or at least make my vote not matter. I have super secret tie breaking rules. <laughs> I'm going Shadowhunters. Done. Okay. And I want Westworld. <laughs> okay. So here's my super secret double tie rules. <laughs> So it's whoever has gone the longest not having their show pick gets it. But we've only had two episodes. So, Tim, you had your show, and Hannah, you had your show. We're doing a runoff. So it's between Z, the beginning of everything, and Shadowhunter. So new ballots. New ballots. Okay. Wipe the slate. I'm really torn because Hulu has commercials, and I hate it. (laughs) Is it... As good as naked Christina Ricci. Shirtless angel men killing demons. Ah, I think I'm going to go with Shadowhunters. I will stick with Shadowhunters as well. I do love me some fantasy. All right. These people are so (laughs) And the the special effects are amazing. Beautiful, beautiful people. Mm. I'm going to watch some Shadowhunters killing some demons. I am down for that. I had a killing some demons. demon hunter D&D character one time. That was awesome. Okay, so that was Voltron Legendary Defender. You can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans, including our other podcasts, Four Color Nerds Comic Book Reviews, and Broke Gaming at fourcolornerds.com or our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. And you can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. 
on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on Podcast Addict. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep streaming, nerds.